Welcome to Say Sure, Alive and in the Flesh. Yeah. I'm Scoop Magoo. I'm Jim Jam. And we are returning from a Bulmus run, which has not happened for quite a while because Jimmy was pursuing his MFA. Yes. And now it's over. Thank God. (laughs) And now now I can can fly up to heaven and rest in peace. (laughs) So naturally, whenever we (laughs) see each other after a long... uh, a long gap we like say to... Shura, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> See? Full circle. Um... Uh, I hate myself. <laughs> You're going to jail. I'm a family guy. <laughs> ah, there it is. Uh, uh, use it. Yeah, so we decided to you know, go to Bull Moose. Uh, I haven't been in a while. I moved uh, to Manchester, which is you know north of, of Londonderry. So is it north? Bo- or like, I thought it was like sort of like east. No, it's north. Yeah, okay. Manchester's north of London, and it was... Uh, I don't know shit, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and so I haven't really been to Bulmas as often, which I think has the, the best selection in the, the area, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I decided to kind of uh, try to get my bang for my buck, personally. So I, I tried to look at what was high value, get as many releases as I could, um, instead of you know maybe getting some stuff. Like, for example, there was... Uh, a relatively cheap copy of Discovery by Daft Punk, which is an album I've wanted to get for a while. Yeah. But I was like, you know, I'd rather spend a little bit on Wait, a was it vinyl or CD? It was a CD. Oh, how much was it? It's like seven bucks. Oh, fuck. You should have told me. Well, actually, I don't know. Not, I, I never... Do you it. like Daft Punk? Yeah, but, well, do, do you remember that we, we had the episode a couple times ago now about, um, like, artists that we sort of change our mind on and stuff like that, and Daft Punk's Discovery was kind of one of those that I'm, like, oh, not as hot on anymore, yeah. but, you know, I, I, I still like them. I, yeah, I mean, I, I would have bought it, but, yeah, I really wanted to get as many um, albums as I could. I got a, a pretty good haul from the, the sale bin on vinyl, and I got a few CDs that I, I'm really excited about. So I guess I'll start with the CDs, because yeah. that's what, what Jimmy has. So we'll, we'll just... We'll just, you know, swap out yeah. every other. I'll go in alphabetical order just to have some semblance of, of reason and order. Uh, but the first CD I got, it was really, really... All the CDs were under, like, five, six bucks. So the nice. first one was uh, Psychic Maps by Dysrhythmia. Now, Dysrhythmia is kind of like a math, metal, like, odd, Ooh. prog, like, instrumental project from uh, primarily Colin Marston. He's in, in Kralis, you know, okay. Gorguts. He, he's a... Really uh, kind of sought after producer. Uh, he's kind of reached Kurt Blue level status okay. in like kind of the the death black like experimental metal yeah. uh, sphere. Uh, this is really uh, dense, intricate, uh, like chaotic math. Like it's essentially like the metal version of math rock, where it's a lot of like really dense angular riffs. Uh, don't yeah. know about this album at all, but again, it was really cheap. Uh, I have. One of the earlier records. This one came out relatively recently, uh, when they were signed to Relapse. What band? Uh, did you just, what, what's the band called though? Uh, Dysrhythmia. Okay, because like I'm looking at the logo. Yeah, the logo is is something. It looks kind of well, the like when you first had it because it was upside down. For my view, I thought it was a Knock Mystium record. No, and I'm like Scott. Why are you listening to? Yeah, Knock I don't. I haven't supported <laughs> Knock Mystium for a while because he's, he's like Judd's kind of a. Kind of an kind of a loser, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, this is I actually didn't buy this today. I got this ordered and it finally 
since I finally came home, it was waiting for me. Uh, this is Rosetta's uh, Sower of Wind EP. Nice. It's sort of like this experimental um, collection of tracks that they recorded. I, I want to say it's sort of related to their last album, Utopioid, but I'm not totally sure. Um, it was kind of a pain in the ass getting this, honestly. Like, it was supposed to ship, I think, in February, and it didn't ship until April. That's, um, wow. Well, so that's like, Pelagic Records, too. Was, wow. Yeah. And I, like, I even contacted the guy. It was like a whole thing. And I, I honestly forgot about it. But all that to say is um, I'm glad that I got this. It was really good. I listened to it yesterday. It's really interesting. It's it's unlike anything else Rosetta has done so nice. far. Um, there's even like some piano in it. And it, so it's, you know, it, it, it's definitely like an EP. Like it's it's not meant to be like a full project or like something that like, is like just this major milestone. I think it's just like, just just some afterthoughts that they thought were really interesting, and it just it turned out really well. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I know that you uh, you're a big uh, big fan of yeah. Rosetta. So I love me. Is, is that the only only release of theirs that you don't have, or mm, yeah, or I guess yeah. Anymore? Well, they, so technically they have a soundtrack. I think to the for some reason they, they put out a documentary about themselves. Which um, not sure how I think about what, what I think That's about interesting, that. Yeah, yeah. no, because they, it's it's not like they're exactly like a well known band, um, but they did the soundtrack for that documentary. Oh, um, so that I think that, and I think that there are a couple splits that they've done with um, little bands that I haven't gotten, but I don't really want any of that stuff, frankly, because like, splits are just like not really my thing. Like, especially because, you know, it's, it's not like it's, it's, it's usually just one song, one song. Exactly. Um, so I'm just, I don't really have any use for that. I feel that. Kind I of. mean, I don't think I own any splits just because it's basically like a glorified single with two bands. And, yeah. and it's just, it's, it's not even really, usually it's not even an EP. Usually with an EP from a band, there's at least like four songs yeah. I mean, or whatever. Sometimes it could be cool. Sometimes like, I, be, I yeah. think, um, like I wouldn't mind listening to like Poetry Diaries at some point because I, I think that is a kind of a cool idea for a release who's that from i think that's it's convergent napalm death i want to say oh yeah I, I i like that i listened to those and i think there was one where um a few different bands did uh covered one of converge's songs like i think like at the gates i think napalm like there were a few oh, different bands cool. who covered uh i forget which converge song it was but it was kind of interesting you know yeah. they all had their own take um that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of been wanting to listen to more post-metal. For some reason, I've been a little bit more into the genre recently. So. I, I think after our Neurosis episode, it wasn't, you know, maybe, maybe we sort of opened up yeah, the Yeah, maybe just, I, I like kind of the, the I've been listening to more, more post-rock too. Uh, just, I like the, just more instrumental music in general. Yeah. I, I don't know I, why. I get you. I, but... I, I actually was looking at um, possibly buying Isis's Pineapp- Panopticon. Oh. At um, the uh, at Bill Moose today, but it was like thirteen bucks, and yeah. so, so it was Oceanic, and I'm just like, I, I I think it's a good album. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's like, I don't want to spend thirteen bucks on that. I feel you. So, uh, so what do you have? Here? Uh, next, this is uh, I think this is like two or three bucks. Uh, the name stuck out to me. I don't know anything else about this album. The name really stuck out. Uh, it's Fear Before the March of Flames, and the album is oh. called The Always Open Mouth. Does that name sound familiar to is me? That, yeah, that's like, they're a post-rock band, aren't they? they? So they're signed to Equal Vision, and I guess early in their career, they kind of fit the the archetype of you know, like the post-hardcore, kind of like the more 
um, melodic accessible end of that spectrum, yeah. almost emo leaning. But I guess they took on some experimental rock and like prog rock traits on this album, and it's it's considered their best album. Just huh. me kind of reading past you know the quick liner, no liner notes and whatnot on rate your music and wiki. Uh, but yeah, fear before the march of flame is that name. I think it's really cool, and also I don't. Um, uh, I don't know where I heard it, but like I've heard it a few times, and like it, it. Um, I don't know, like yeah, it was, I, I don't know if it's a post rock album, but like that's such a post rock name, yeah. And, and also the the cover just looks kind of like that kind of modern uh, posty yeah. style, like the the kind of uh, graphic design they usually do. So I'm yeah, I'm curious what it's gonna sound like. Again, it was super cheap, so yeah, I figured it was worth a shot. Yeah, nothing wrong there. Um, oh, uh. Yeah, uh, most Def and Talib Kweli are Black Star, nice. apparently. Yeah, um, I, I have seen this at Blumos many, many times, and I've never um, gotten it. I've listened to it before. I haven't listened to it in a while, but I've just, like, it's been a while since I've bought, like, some new hip-hop. And I uh, I really wanted to get some, like, good 90s stuff, so it was That's either this or, album. like, Mob Deep or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I... I, I I'm glad I eventually went with this. So um, I was thinking about maybe some Beastie Boys, but I I have almost everything from them. So yeah, that's a really really great hip hop album. Yeah, I you know I don't really remember a whole lot about it, so I I can't wait to you know revisit it again because I, I remember really liking it last time. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, next I have Planet of Ice by Minus the Bear. Um, <laughs> Come on, Scott. We we talked about this. Your minus the bear problem. I know, but like, <laughs> to me, their more recent stuff is basically like the adult contemporary equivalent of for like so indie rock and math rock. I really like uh, Infinity Overhead. Um, was was that the one with the um? What was the cover? Got like that? random colors on it and just like random graphics. What, what uh, did that come? Was that like 2013? 2014? Yeah, it was around 2012, yeah. 2013, something like I, that. I remember trying to listen to that and I was so bored. Yeah, his his vocals can be a little monotonous after a while, but this actually was a band that spawned out of uh, Botch breaking up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And their earlier albums, I guess, were more kind of math rock leaning, kind of more melodic version of what Botch did. Uh, but this is considered their best album by by some people in terms of kind of splitting a divide between the much cleaner alt-rock sound they eventually grew into versus kind of the more math rock, you know, somewhat experimental. Uh, I guess this has a lot of themes of prog rock. Some of the songs in this are pretty long, so I'm interested to see how that plays like, out. What, what, what's, um, what's long? Too? Like, I think like eight minutes, which for um, like this, yeah. this kind of style is pretty long. You know, a lo- weird. like from here, a lot of the, you know, the songs in those albums were very much... Like they could have been radio singles. They yeah. kind of fit into a, a nice compact like three, four minutes. So wasn't um, there like a ten minute song at the end of like We Are the Romans? Uh, I think so. I think We Were the Romans. I think that uh, like the last track is kind of almost like a Jane Doe esque kind of thing. Uh, like the last track is like yeah. a big gargantuan finish. But yeah, yeah this was like five bucks, and I've uh, been looking for it for a while just because I do really like uh, Misa Minus the Bay or not. A lot of it, but <laughs> I, I do like what they do. I like some yeah. nice melodic rock. Um, it's it's a more more interesting version of you know like basically modern alt rock. Yeah. So, so when I uh, when I came, you know, when I was thinking about what I was going to get today, there was one album that I knew I was walking away with today. Shushu 
Girl with Basket there of Fruit. There you go. I have probably listened to this album every single week since it's come out. Wow. Um, I, I mean, at this point, it, it's my album of the year. I, I don't see that changing. Yeah. I love this album so much. And it's just like... It's a fantastic album. Yeah, it, I think... I mean, it's the best Shushu album I've listened to. Except maybe Angel Guts for a Classroom. Also a great album. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I love this. I am so psyched to have this on CD. Because I just like... I spend this thing so much. Yeah. That it's just like... Just cool to just finally have. Absolutely. And add to the collection. So, so yeah, definitely one of my favorites of the year too. Yeah. So, so good. Like definitely opened my eyes to this band a lot more. Yeah. So. I'm I'm really I, I think it was so cool that they followed up Forget with that album. Just yeah, like such a completely out of left field. Yeah, for what Forget's good. No, um, I, I, I like Forget a lot, and then that yeah. you know I, I love Girl Basket. Yeah, Fruit, I mean, is, Girl Basket is such a fucking left turn. Yeah, just like like who who knew? <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, they they have some experimental tendencies in them, but that that just is is like. Some of the most bonkers music that they've Her released. boob gets so floppy, she waves it to wait for the sickening B.O. <laughs> oh, his lyrics are some of the uh, some of the best part. Oh, just like I, I, I swear, we could have an episode just talking about the lyrics of that album. Yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. So now on to some vinyl. Um, kind of been wanting to get listen to vinyl more. I think. The way, way we have my turntable set up, it's in the living room where we watch TV. So, like, it's, I want to figure out where, like, the outlets can fit so I can listen to it while I'm getting ready in the morning and just yeah. out in our living space while we're cooking. But uh, this is was one of my favorite albums from last year. It's uh, Room Inside the World by a band called Ott. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they still have a lot of elements of post-punk to their sound, but they started out as kind of like an, a weird, quirky, kind of standard post-punk fair. And this album really... Kind of dip more into a lot of art rock tendencies, a little bit more. Um, honestly, some of this reminded me of very, very light comparison to Radiohead, just in terms mm. of how they approached like kind of artsy indie sounds. Um, uh, really, really love the art on this. It's kind of just like a nice kind of abstract paint smear, yeah. Which I, I I just loved, and I figured this would be a good one to get on final for that reason is that two discs or is it uh, just it's just one it, it i don't know the way they spaced it out made it seem like, it's like but, a um but... yeah it comes on a nice white vinyl nice clean oh that's um, oh that's really cool which yeah. uh, i think makes sense uh kind of pairing with the the multitude of colors that they use on this but yeah really looking forward to listening to it you know very um you know well written you know a lot of melody a lot of interesting riffs but just a general Kind of an accessible but um, introspective sound. Really, I really enjoy it. I just remember you really psyched for that album. Yeah, I was year. because I, I I liked their uh, first couple albums. Definitely enjoyed it, but that it's, album really. It's it's strange though because like I like a lot of like it felt like the music world was like really really gunning up for this thing, and then when it dropped, like it just it felt like the reception was like pretty mixed. Which really I think because people really were bummed that. The post punk was definitely turned down, which I think I think is kind of lame. I mean, I don't I don't see why. I mean, if a band does what they what they're aiming to do well, I don't think it matters that they've dropped a certain yeah a certain genre or style. Uh, like actually, one of the other albums I was thinking of buying today was an album called uh, a Major Minor by Thrice. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And they used to be more of kind of like the post hardcore band. They yeah. essentially made their own take on like a indie rock album with that before they broke up and people thought it, it sucked because you know it was different it's like well Wait, was, was major Minor that because i i thought 
wasn't Artist in the Ambulance like their last album before they broke up? I'm pretty sure Major Minor was, and then they got back together in 2018. Yeah, um, they they had that. Um, oh, I forgot what the record's called, but the, the the lead single from that, Black Honey, is like my favorite Thrice song. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the, I think it's such a great song. I I think that sometimes people, um, like change isn't always bad. I mean, like yeah. if you don't like if you. Just, well, the, they, they've always been a band to sort of change things up and always try yeah, new things. Yeah, which is why I, th- I thought it was, you know, and to your point about Ott, I think just they got typecast really quickly uh, just because they had a very specific, almost like the, the odd vocals and like the, the quirkiness yeah. and kind of like that almost post-punk uh, slant. So I think that it was kind of like, oh, like they're, they're kind of bringing, bringing a fresh spin on this style and instead they kind of went in their own way and people didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, you know, teach their own. I'm not going to shit on them for that. I just found it weird. Like, like, we were talking about the movie yesterday, how that sort of just, like, disappeared yeah. from, from, like, the public consciousness. It, it sort of I, I sort of feels the same way. Maybe just the, re- the reception. Like, maybe people just didn't feel that stoked about it, and then when nobody was yeah. cared, they are like, yeah, we're not going to cover it anymore. I, I, still, I think part of it has to do with, like, the release date, because it was, like, early last year. It was very, yeah. Yep. That, that it came out, and, like... I feel like that's like a death sentence for some albums because yeah, you, like some of them could be really good, but they'll just be forgotten by the time the year is yeah, over. Yeah, typically I'd say March onward is 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 more or less. Maybe. I mean, even then, like I, I think this last weekend was probably one of the biggest weekends of the year. Yeah, or this last Friday um, was probably one of the biggest release dates so far. And I don't think we're gonna get a big one till like September or October. But yeah, again, I mean, so. I, I guess they don't, but it's kind of fun in a balance. Uh, I guess you don't, you don't want to release it too early in the year because people like are a little fatigued from all the year end lists and they're not really paying attention to the holidays. Yeah, but then if you release it too late, you're too late for, you know, the year. The you know, if yeah, if you care about that, obviously. Yeah, and like I, I mean, all of this is like us talking about it from the perspective of like two people who are like, you know, sort of into that type of you know mindset of like you know aoti lists and things like that yeah uh which i'm slowly not a huge no, not, not but, caring as much about yeah um i i mean i can't remember the last time i've listened to like new music really so yeah it, i really i really need to because my 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 spotify list is just getting so <laughs> freaking big right now yeah it's just it's like getting unwieldy um anyway let's move on uh albert king uh born under a bad sign it's just um it's blues i think it's like chicago blues um i've wanted to buy this before i think when we were at portland um last year or no at the beginning of this year um i saw this and i thought about buying it then and uh today i was just looking around for blues i was actually trying to look at rate your music but it wouldn't the page wouldn't load because the reception the reception at uh bull moose is so bad um so, but I was just looking around in blues, and I'm like, oh, hey, look, Albert King. And so I'm like, fuck yeah. There you like, go. Why not? Uh, because I, my, my goal today was to try to get something from every genre, and I, I didn't exactly do that, but I, I think I got pretty close. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a shoe-shoe to Albert King. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think that's a pretty cool whiplash right there. So, nice. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think there's anything really, like, huge and monumental about this album but it's just like it, it's just a good solid blues album and you know like when, when you find those type like like there's just something really magical about those because like on like 
on like the scale of like music musical innovation they're never very big but there's so much emotion in what they do that it just makes up for all of that mm-hmm. you know and it's just it's such a such an interesting genre because it just if you think about it like it really hasn't changed yeah, at all it's since, very... since its inception yeah and yet it's still like you know it's definitely not like mainstream at all but like it's still relevant in in some areas so yeah it's just yeah it's interesting nice yeah yeah that's that's cool oh, i mean i'm so I, psyched for this i get uh i get like periodically interested in blues uh it's a style that kind of becomes a little they can become a little samey oh know, yeah after a while, that's so. what i mean it's it's really samey um and i i think that you know the way to sort of get out of that mode of thinking is to focus on sort of the emotional resonance of the music as opposed to the actual technical you know the actual yep. music going on for sure um but i i'm very excited for you to talk about yeah, this yeah uh, so. ben frost the center cannot hold of course center spelled re because he is a uh, i think he's icelandic um no or he could be british but Scottish but, but, but he records he recorded in iceland i thought yeah for this but this it's a nice uh dark trance somewhat kind of like translucent blue vinyl uh kind of simple packaging to match the the album cover and such whatnot. a great album but this is yeah fantastic kind of just like the whole gamut of like experimental electronic in a way you know like yeah. dark ambient there's some isn't there know, a, a track on it's like everything you love will be eviscerated isn't that all that you love yeah all that you love will be eviscerated yeah um it's like that's such a great album title or great track title also, I love uh, a single Hellfire missile costs a hundred thousand U.S. dollars. Just it's just twelve seconds long. Um, yeah, but it's just it's it's really really great electronic music. I have yeah. um um what was his one of his last Aurora. Ones? Yeah, I have Aurora on vinyl, yeah. which uh, that's a great. It Aurora's sounds, really good. And, and I think this might be better. Though. What, what's great about and I'm hoping it's the same case with this is that sometimes electronic music doesn't sound. Uh, like I have uh, Bjork's post on vinyl, yeah, and it's like really thin, like not. It was relatively cheap, and it was on pink vinyl, so I thought it'd be cool. It sounds okay. I mean, like yeah. the music's great. I really love that album, but like the, it just doesn't sound yeah the, great. The, the sound quality. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think of want that to be like one of those albums that you put on vinyl. Yeah, that, so like maybe... or, or at least for the specific reason of high fidelity. Yeah. Um, but I do like the idea of like kind of the, the warmth and, and what uh, vinyl can bring to a sound depending on how it's pressed. Yeah. I think that brings a lot to Ben Frost sound. I kind of draw a parallel to I have a couple of Tim Hecker albums on vinyl. Yeah, and I mean, that, they, they work together a that lot. That sounds so. amazing. Like that though, I think I have uh, um, Love Streams. I don't. I do have Love Streams, which that sounds really good on vinyl. But there's the specific one. Virgins. Oh, not vir- oh, what's it hot called? Hot me, hot me, do it again. Yes, hot me. Oh, that that it's the one with all the pictures. Is oh, that, 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 that that's ultraviolet. Ultra, yes, yeah. thank you. Ultraviolet and harmony, or something yes, like that. Yes, that yeah. that sounds phenomenal on on record. It's it, yeah. that's such such a great sounding. I I'm really hoping that Ben Frost comes up with something soon because I think he's due for that. Yeah, this was uh, this um, came out in 2017. So yeah, so it's, it's been a couple years. Yeah, but I, Aurora came out in like 2013 or something like that. So it, I think so. Yeah, so it's been like a like. He, he's he's not one of those like every other year exactly type of people so yeah um, which is which is okay because I mean his work is just amazing yeah yeah I really got to dive deeper in that because I remember listening to um oh I I think it was like Steel Wound uh, it's the one with the wolves on the cover uh, yep. 
Uh, and I remember that having some like really harsh noise elements to it. Yeah. I really want to listen to that again because like it was like the way he sort of he took it out of the realm of just complete harsh noise wall and just really like added some interesting elements to it. Yeah, that's something I've always liked about Ben Frost is he seems to just approach electronic music with whatever. Um you know, whatever kind of comes to him. I, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, I'm a big Tim Hecker fan, but um, he does kind of, he does approach ambient. I mean, he does different things. He incorporates different instrumentation, but he does kind of yeah. have a philosophy that you can find similar elements to how he approaches songcraft. Yeah. And then obviously he puts different instrumentation and samples in there, but you can definitely, you could tell it's a Tim Hecker album. I mean, some of his yeah. recent material it's been... has been, I even listened to the new album that came out. I was just um, going to ask you, um, um it it looked. Well, I'm, it's, I'm, it's supposed to just be like B sides, basically, or like outtakes from from Anoyo. which I'm not. I mean, we reviewed it. Neither of us were super stoked about Anoyo, yeah. so I, I'm. I'll, I'll give it a try, probably sometime this week. I've, I've heard like Sputnik Music has given a pretty good review so far. You know, it's it's gotten some pretty good traction. Um, but the same. But the thing is, like, that's the same thing with Anoyo. Like, like Anoyo got some pretty good traction too. Yeah. And I don't really think it deserved that at all. Yeah, it but... was. It was probably my least favorite Hacker album I've heard. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it was just yeah. it was very, very meh. Yeah. Uh, especially because like what he went into it, uh, the the the, the, the concept s- of it. Yeah, the concept really sounded cool. phenomenal, and then in practice, it was like, I, like I, 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 I can see that, I guess, but not really. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm a little, like an Amy down that utilizes a Gagaku orchestra. Yeah. Like, like th- that's fucking cool to me. And it's just like, it's it's not that it didn't live up to expectations, but it's more like, I, I feel like given the tools, like it, 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 it it's like, it's it, it's like an artist who already knows how to draw really well is being handed like like a pen that can just draw for him. Yeah. Like like it, it, it's like it's like really easy material that like like you could create something genius with this, and he's already fantastic at what he does. Yeah. And it's just like meh. Yeah, like, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Kind of a shame. Um, so next up for me, uh, Sun Ra, Space is the Place. Nice. Not to be confused with the soundtrack to the movie of the same name, which is a common misconception. Uh, it's a whole thing. I, um, I don't know if you noticed, I think it was Treble put out, like, a, uh, a, like, how to get into Sun Ra. Yeah. Album. I was looking at that. It, it's, um, it's kind of a misleading, out, like, list. Um, because frankly, like, if you're going to get into Sun Ra, you already have an interest in free jazz, I'm assuming. Yeah. Or like or at least the weirder aspects of jazz. So like, you know, I like he did they didn't include this album on it, which I which is actually the first Sun Ra album I actually listened to that got me into him. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was it was more like they, they I think it was Jazz and Silhouette was like the first one, which is a good album. I actually own it. Um but this is a really interesting um, just really interesting collection of tracks. Like the the first track is is twenty one minutes of title track, huh. and it's just it's pretty much just the repetition of the phrase "space is the place" for all that time. And you would think you you'd, you'd think you'd just be annoyed by the end of it, but it's really it, like it just works. Um, and I don't remember too much of the tracks after it, so I, I'm really psyched to just sort of listen to it awesome. again. Yeah, because Sun Ra is just like. One of those discographies that's just like really interesting to get into, uh, like it can be really rewarding, uh, depending on where you go. Awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, yeah I mean, I I, I always forget which uh, Sunra Orchestra album I have, but 
Uh, everything I've heard by him, I really actually I have two. We went to Shelter Island in in the Hamptons. Lauren and I we went to the, like a random bookstore that was yeah. there, and it was like an old old Sun Ra album that was just like traditional, um, like old sounding. Did jazz. it did it have the uh, the the naked woman? On no, it? it had it had a chord uh, like a like a cornucopia on it, and and yeah. it was like very like like classic vocal jazz like okay. it, it reminded me of what you might hear in like rapture like frankly um which is interesting in what in like oh like in bioshock like in oh, rapture oh yeah, yeah. okay okay <laughs> did you think i've been like morbid angel or? I, no i i don't like i i've never heard of that band or like, yeah. like that record label before. so it was uh that was interesting the one i have is very much like the afro futurism uh the other yeah. one i don't i don't remember i think there was like a, a naked or scantily clad woman on it and it's kind of like a yeah an old 70s style drawing yeah that, that's uh the that's jazz and silhouette i think so yeah well I, i'll actually i'll get it i have it right over here so let's see swans sun rock yeah it's this one no. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me. I'll I'll, I'll Google it uh, while you're talking next and see if I can find yeah, it. But anyway, um, the next album I have is Perfume. Great, like half off, eleven bucks for this. Pretty much, it was uh, No Shape by Perfume Genius. Uh, he has slowly. He started out as kind of uh, simple, like piano art, like piano like driven art pop. Type, yeah. yeah, and then he's kind of coming to his own as really very has. very interesting art pop uh musician this album is great uh it's got some nice like the the wording is, is, yeah is kind of coming you know coming out and then you have you know on the back and it's a double lp which i didn't it didn't really indicate that on the the packaging but it's nice clear vinyl uh oh that's cool so uh, the 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 packaging is a little beat up, but it's not too severe. And it's new though, right? Yeah, it was new. Yeah. I think it just probably like in in process, it got like bent or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it's only the corner, and this is a great, great album. Really, really loved it. Um, yeah, I really need to listen to that again because I what was the one I remember we listened to one in like one of the early incarnations of this I'll, podcast. I'll, I'll put your back into it. Yeah. 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 I, I thought it was it was interesting. Yeah, um, Lauren really likes. Uh, likes him and i like him too yeah yeah I, I i've heard the production on this new one is just like and like just spectacular. no he, he really i mean like he uh usually there's, there's growing pains when people like artists like that try to go from take a leap like that and mm -hmm. he's just consistently in my opinion he's consistently just grown and um developed his sound and it's just become incredible increasingly uh, rich and lush and like you said the production quality is better mm. I've, I've just i've become an even bigger and bigger fan of what he's what he has to offer which and that came out a couple years ago uh, 2017 yeah, yeah so i don't know uh i think he's released album at a, a pretty regular clip so i i am hoping that he releases something again soon yeah we'll um we'll see i i mean also i, I don't want him to rush it because i think he it probably takes two or three years between albums, so which is fair. And th see, I I think that that's a good idea. Like as much as I'm one of these people who would like to see an album like every other year, I I, I think that it's better for the quality. Oh, absolutely. Of, of the project, you know, and, and I think it's it's better for the artist too because you know it gives them time to like look at what they're doing and really think about it on a serious level instead of just releasing it willy nilly like we have with like just so many albums this year that are just like. Like, like, people are just not thinking 
about what they're putting on. They're just throwing out anything they can for the streams. Yeah, like, because I mean, logic it, comes to mind. Well, because for but, frankly, that's just kind of that's what people have put forward. What they want, they just want they want music more because them like oh cool like there's a new yada 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 whatever album little yada album yeah little, yeah. That's what I, I I kept trying to. I was talking to friends a couple weeks ago. I was trying to talk about Lil Yachty because the, you know, the, that line that we've talked about where it's just like she, <laughs> my my my, my, uh, my bitch smokes the it like uh, like a cello like Squibbert's cello. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like I still can't believe like, but I couldn't remember his name. I, I always I was like because I I think I was thinking about Little Pump. So I was just saying like I was like it's a little something. Like, <laughs> but it, it's great because when he eventually went to try to correct that, uh, he said, I was thinking, you know, like Squidward and you know how Squidward plays uh, the flute. Yeah. And it's like, no, he plays the <laughs> fucking, plays so the like, fucking clarinet. <laughs> even when he tried to correct it, um, he didn't even get it right. It, um, you know, you wonder sometimes whether like those SoundCloud rappers are like joking or whether they're like legitimately stupid. Like, that's a good, that's a good point because I feel like. It, it gets you in the news. It just kind of, um, you yeah, know, kind of spurns the but, flames. But 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 like that little Yachty section, like like that. That's just like if you if you're making a SpongeBob reference, like you're aware of the fact. And so like that 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 script replaced clarinet. So it's just like it, there's no excusing that stupidity. No, it's, like <laughs> it's it's like it's absurdly dumb. And like I don't I don't understand how. Like nobody said, hey, you should probably like rethink this before you, um, before you put this out. But I guess did you is surrounded by a bunch of yes yeah. men. I'm also gonna so. say, um, I would say give up looking for that sunround because he yeah, has I'm a not, huge discography. I'm, so. At this point, I, I don't know if I'm gonna find. I'll just when I get home, I'll take a picture of it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I probably never heard of it, but I, I there's actually a really good biography on Sunra. Uh, it's the same guy who wrote uh, Miles Davis's biography, uh, which I highly recommend. It's called uh, Space Is the Place. Um, what do you expect? There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So next album from mine, uh, Rage Against the Machine, self-titled. I'm surprised album. you didn't have that. Already. I know. I well, so I think I have it on like iTunes or something, but like I wanted like a physical copy because I think the only other Rage album I have like a physical copy of is uh, Battle of Los Angeles. That's a which, great album. Which is a good album. Yeah, yeah. but I, I really wanted to like get their entire discography on CD. Yeah. And uh, this thing was three bucks, and I'm like, fuck yes. Yeah. You like, have like, to. You have to do it. Yeah. Like yeah. I have to. Do, like I. This was such a huge album for me in high school. Just like, you know, Bomb Track was probably the biggest of them for me. Or, no, no, Take, take the Power Back. Because they, they have this line um, about, like, being in school. And, like, you know, they, uh, they're bl- that blasted curriculum. You're eccentric, everyone, last one of them. See you right through the red, white, and blue disguise. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've listened to this thing a little too much. That's awesome. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's still a great album. Um, I will say that, like... It's between this and Evil Empire for me, probably for favorite. Um, but I mean that I think they're all great. So. Yeah. I I don't know. But would you want to see another Rage album come out? Um. I really I feel like Zach De La Roca has some had some great verses. Uh, Run the jewels uh, too. I, I'm sure. I'm sure Tom Morello would, could still bring it. Um. <laughs> Well, not according to his last album, apparently. Well, but. I mean, pro- yeah, I heard I heard not so great things about Prophets of Rage. Oh but, yeah, th- th- that too. I was talking about the Tom Morello solo album that came out last oh, year. I didn't even know people, that came out. People like think it might be like the worst thing of his career. Wow. Yeah. 
I'd be interested. I feel like there's, there's plenty of political uh, material for them to work with. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so I'd be I'd be interested. I mean, I feel like Prophets of Rage just sounded like a mess from the beginning. You're you're like putting two like partial halves of two different like hip hop groups. Three different. Public Three. Public Enemy, Rage Against the Machine, and Cypress Hill. Wow, that okay, that's a mess. So you have three. I mean, though obviously they all brought something unique to hip hop yeah, in their own the, ways. Cy- Cypress Hill brought the brought the weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they all brought something you know unique to hip hop, and I feel like it's just their sounds just don't. I maybe Cypress Hill and public well, even then not really they didn't really rap about the same things they didn't have yeah. the same style i mean they, um i'm pretty sure it's like doesn't cypress have a hill have a song called like piggies i think off of, like their first album. yeah i, I think but, there's there's like, some lyricism that might work but in terms of like just the sonic ideas yeah uh, that all three of them are in different spheres yeah so i would like to hear like a focus like the members of rage let's try to do what we did again yeah see i I think at one point I wanted that, but I, I I think just the original Rage Against the Machine was just, I, I think it was something that, like, only, like, that time period could produce. Yeah. That, like, they were just, I mean, when they were coming out, they were just coming out of, like, the Reagan administration, basically. And, like, you know, I I, I just, like, in the, like, right at the time of the Rodney King riot, riots and things like that, I, I just feel like if we did it today, it would be either really preachy and pandering or it would just be like kind of a joke because considering just how I mean successful these guys are now and that you know I, I I'm guessing that they probably don't have to worry about money <laughs> right about now because I mean I mean like the Rage Against Machine almost like sold a lot yeah and so like they're still arguably a popular band today yeah so it's just I don't know like I think it just it could just be a cringe fest yeah, I mean, I would be interested to hear it. I don't yeah. know if I necessarily like. There are some bands I would love to hear a new album from. I don't. I, I don't know. I could do without it. I but. will say though, I really, I Zach De La Rocco is supposed to come up with a solo album at some point. Yes, and he's too busy farming like organic crops. Oh, is, and, the, like, is, that, is that is that what he's doing now? I think he's doing like he's actually doing like you know, like anarchist like farming or whatever. I forget like good for him, man. Yeah, this is, like he basically is living like his creed whereas you know tom morell is kind of doing yeah the know, exact opposite and then the the drummer and the ba- i don't remember their names tim Comerford, tim Comerford and brad wilk they're just kind of i don't even know what they're doing they're just kind of off doing whatever yeah i um, oh well I, th- I think they were part of prophets of rage oh yeah i guess that makes sense i i, I think i i really i tried not to pay too much attention to prophets yeah, of rage I the new, um, like i i heard about it and then it was like right around the time fantano did like his short review it's like it's yeah. fucking awful yeah <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. yeah i'm like yeah, I I don't need to. I'm all set. Yeah, just, exactly. Like when it comes to political music in this day and age, I just get really tired of it really fast. Yeah. Um. I but again, I I wouldn't mind that De La Roca solo. I I think that would be really cool to hear him. Yeah, you know, for spin sure. Spin some verses again. Um. But that seems to be taking a long time because he was talking about it back in like 2010. Yeah, I think back when so. he he did like his original verse on. Oh, actually, yeah, even before that, but yeah. he definitely like well, people kind of got more. It stirred up a little bit more when he was on Run the Jewels too. Yeah, but then even then, that was what twenty thirteen. Well, yeah, and they dropped a single. Uh, it was either last year or the year before, I think, and that was supposed to be about like the solo. And people were thinking something's going to come out, and just like no, <laughs> no, no, not happening. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> it's, it's just like um, what Jizz's Dark Matter. Like, like yeah, which that 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 album is just never going to come out. Like had... the, the new Tool album has a better chance of coming out. Hey, the people think it's actually. I mean, it, oh yeah, yes, no, has I, a release date. I, I, I have it down. I have it down on my calendar. I'm I'm waiting until Amazon has some sort of pre-order, and I'm just ordering the fuck out of it. Yeah, I don't care. I I I demand it. I just I love Tool. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm interested to hear it. Yeah. Um, and finally, this is a nice birthday present from Jim Jam himself. It was uh, William Masinski and Lauren Lawrence English Selva Obscura, which we uh, uh, which we we talked yeah. you know pretty highly about. Yeah, it was a really interesting uh, album. Last year. Is that, is the cover, uh, I, for, for some reason, they, it looked like the cover was like embossed a little bit. No, the, the back is a little, little bit, but not, um, huh. oh, you mean like, yeah, no. Yeah, like, like it has like these ridges to it that like look like they're embossed, but it's not. Yeah, but this, uh, this is a phenomenal album that um, we both reviewed very yeah. highly. Uh, definitely one of my favorite ambient albums that's come out. In, yeah, uh, I. I, so the story behind that, I this was actually intended to be Scott's Christmas present um, from this past Christmas, and um, I accidentally got it shipped to New York to my apartment, and uh, just so happens we we do not live in New York, um, <laughs> so I had so the Amazon was nice enough to like just give me my money back and they just let me keep the stuff that I had sent over. Really? So I I had this thing chilling in my closet for the past like five months. <laughs> um, yeah. So there you go. It's 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 free. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's an awesome album. I'm very very yeah. much. Well, you you've mentioned how you like to hear electronic albums uh, on on vinyl. Yeah, or at least it, d- depending, like it, it can be a really good experience. Yeah, I so. feel I feel like uh, thankfully it depends more on uh, genre. Like going back to our earlier conversation, I feel like Bjork. That again, that's not an album you really expect yeah. to hear on vinyl. But something like this, you know, nice, you know, textured ambient album, I feel like it's going to sound... I think it depends on the Bjork album. I think, like, Vespertine or, like, Medulla on vinyl would be really cool. Yeah, I th- that might work. Um, um, but but Post... Post is very, now, you know, very poppy, almost. You yeah, know, like, like that, so. same thing with Debut and, like... Yeah. Maybe, maybe Homogenic. I don't know. Um, but... Like Med- I, I, I think Medjool on vinyl would be really cool to listen to. So, yeah, I, I, I've um, been wanting to collect more of Bjork's. Oh, music. I should have picked up more Bjork today, because I, 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 there's a copy of Debut that always hangs out at Bulmos that just keeps calling my name, and <laughs> I, I just, I, I gotta answer that call. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. All right. So my final uh, album, I, I think you, that was your final. That's mine. So yeah. My last one is uh, Rush Signals. I've been on. Um, a huge rush kick as of late my uh my mentor was just i don't know how we got onto the conversation in class but we were talking about ayn rand and um and then he brought because I, I was talking about like oh yeah you know i i've read out the shrugged when i was in college of my own volition and like that's what the, the there's a professor at saint ains that, that actually that's the only thing she remembers about me she's like oh yeah Jim Jim was reading that, uh, you know, freaking. She was reading. He was reading Atlas Shrugged. I'm like, oh no, like I don't. I don't want to be remembered. Yeah, I don't, yeah, don't want to be remembered. <laughs> yeah, that's your legacy. I know. Um, but we were. But I was also talking about Bioshock because it's heavily influenced by Ayn Rand. And yeah. And then my mentor is like, oh yeah, well same thing with Twenty One Twelve by Rush. And I'm like, fuck yes, like I fucking love Rush. And like so, I had Twenty One Twelve on that same day, and I ended up putting on. I probably I've probably had moving pictures on like twice in like the last week, and uh, on the drive home, moving home, um, the radio station that we were using kept putting on Rush, 
Nice. And uh, but, oh, it pissed my dad off. Yeah, he doesn't like Rush. Uh, I don't think he he hates them, but he's not a fan. Yeah, I think is the best way to put it. It's uh, so like we were like six minutes into like twenty one twelve, and like he's like, wait, this song is twenty minutes long. There's no way we're listening to this. And he just <laughs> skip forward. I'm like. Damn you! We're at the best part, like the, like the temples of Syrinx <laughs> section. No, no way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so oh. I I was really tempted. I was actually going to buy four Rush albums today. I was going to get this Hemispheres, Permanent Waves, and Farewell to Kings. And um, I I took I was a good boy, and I I just got signals. Um, I don't know if I, I actually used to own this back in the day. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why I sold it. I think I was just like. Yeah, but I'm just really in the mood for Rush that isn't moving pictures. Twenty one twelve. Not to say that those are bad albums. I love those albums, but it's something a little different, you know. Yeah, yeah. like I, I just, I, I really enjoy their music. So you know, just gotta gotta add on to the collection. I'm, I was actually tempted to. Uh, they they have like almost like a collected like complete box set of all their stuff. Yeah, that's like comes in like they call like sectors. So there's like three of them, and they're all like forty bucks each. It, I was thinking about getting all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like, no. Because, like, it includes, like, Caress of Steel, which I think is just a really shitty album, frankly. <laughs> and, like, some other Rush albums that I'm just not big on. Or, like, you, I don't know how well-versed you are in their discography. Mm. Because, like, there's, like, a period that's, like, it's, like, after moving pictures that, like, they sort of started to embrace more, like, synth-heavy stuff. Or maybe, I don't know, I, th- I think it was after moving pictures, Yeah. And um, a lot of that stuff is, like, very, like, divisive yeah. to fans. That, like, I was actually looking online for, like, the past couple of days of, like, Rush worst to best. And, like, nobody's is the same. It's, like, really strange. Because, like, you know, we, there are some bands that you can you can sort of tell where it's going to be. Like, you know, you go to, like, um, like oh, like, my first thought was, like, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds that, like, Oh, you put like "Let Love In" or like "Murder Ballads." Like, you put something like that up up on number one, but like with Rush, like people like are just all over the gamut. Like I've seen people put like, you know, twenty one twelve on the top. I've seen people put "Moving Pictures." I've seen people put "Signals." I have a friend who put, who thinks that "Test for Echo" is their best, and that's usually the level of their worst. <laughs> It's it's just it's very odd like how many people like have so many different opinions on their discography. Yeah. Um, huh. Especially you know what the weird thing is like um, their final album Clockwork Angels. Um, really, people really like that, which is I think is really strange. It's kind of cool to have like a band that's so legendary come out with an album. That's, yeah, we like like to, to like leave off with an album. That's leave that, off you know? on top. Yeah, because like even like I don't know, like Dillinger Escape Plan, but like Dissociation, their final album. Like I think it's a great album, but like compared to what preceded it, it's like yeah, it's, it's not yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, so we're at forty six minutes now. Um, album of the week. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Thank you. I forgot about albums of the week. Um, so I guess you should go first then. Yeah, so I um, knew Vampire Weekend came out. I've uh, been enjoying that, but in the car, my girlfriend and I have been listening to all three of their previous albums, and the one we listened to the most, which I, I forgot how much I, I love this album when it first came out, uh, Modern Vampires of the City, I think. Um, it's just a great album. A lot of great singles, like uh, uh, Dying Young is a, is a great song. Um there are a lot of other ones. That's the one just because that one they 
they say the title so many times. Um, <laughs> but the rest of the songs, yeah, it was another one. I'm so bad with track L- names. Like Gucci Gang. Yeah. I'm so bad with track names. Gucci Gang, but, Gucci Gang, um, Gucci Gang. Oh, Unbelievers is a fantastic song. The whole album's great. Uh, yeah. I, just, I forgot how much I love Vampire Weekend. I had a, a copy of their debut forever. And out of nowhere, my girlfriend was like, oh, like I, I love this. We should bring it in the car with us. And I was like, really? You do? And so like we bought um, the other two albums and I'm trying to buy the, the new one, but just it's nowhere. Yeah. Like, it's not even, I, I keep asking, yeah, they, they sold out. So I guess, I guess I forgot how, just how popular they are. And like, like we were talking about in the car, you know, they've, they've been absent for so long that it makes sense. People are like, oh, we got a, you know, new Vampire Weekend album. Yeah. So it really people really love that i i think it's funny just hear like what you and you and lauren are into uh when it comes to like couples music yeah because like it's just i don't know like i think it's kind of cute like like you know fleet foxes and simon and garfunkel and father john yeah. misty and mers bow no no <laughs> no i remember really, when but... we did uh what did we do was we, it noise bloom yeah it was hybrid noise yeah bloom. she was like what are you li-? like she was so upset the whole yeah like i was listening like, one, understandably one more time before i came over and she was like this is awful like this yeah. sucks um i wouldn't mind but, listening to some mers bow again yeah cool. i think lauren would mind listening to some mers bow again. yeah <laughs> but it's it's her favorite artist she she just doesn't know it yet <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, my album of the week, I feel like you might know what it is. Um, I'm surprised I'm even saying this, but uh, My Chemical Romance, <laughs> The Black Parade. Come to the dark side. Um, well, no, like, I, I mean, I've had a very um, tumultuous relationship with pop punk, to, yeah. to say the least. I've, in high school, I fucking hated it because I was just like Metallica fanboy. Yeah. For most of high school. And, like, you know, I couldn't. I just felt like a lot of pop punk and like modern post hardcore was just like, it wasn't like wimpy. It was just like really just, it, it was very cringy to me and just like angsty and just like didn't like hit right for me. Yeah. Um, and so, but a couple weeks ago, uh, the YouTube channel Polyphonic put out a, a video on My Chemical Romance is the Black Parade. And I, I was like, Okay, like I'll, like I'll watch this. I don't really care much for My Chemical Romance, but I'm like, okay, let, 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 let's watch this. And it was a really interesting video just talking about the concept and sort of, they were playing tracks from it. And I'm like, I, I kind of want to listen to this. And so I this past week, I just put it on for the first time. And I'm like, this is actually really good. Yeah. Like, I, I can't say this is my favorite album ever. Like, the entire album probably is like somewhere between meh and like for me right now um it's a very niche space yeah yeah but um the 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 title track welcome to the black parade is like I, i've been listening to it non-stop that's a great song i love that song so much and um i so i basically i, I chose this as album of the week because i think it's more emblematic of just sort of what we do here as this podcast is that you know we, we like exploring music, you know, regardless of the genre. We like trying yeah. new things out. And, you know, I think just listening to this album just reminded me of, like, you know, how many things I'm missing out on that, like, you know, if, if I wasn't such a judgmental prick, you know? Wow. <laughs> the, the, okay. The, 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 like, 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 I could... I could probably enjoy more music and things like that. And just like being able to try out stuff that you think you might not like and just, you know, opening yourself up to this type of thing. And I, like, it was just a good reminder of all of that. 
So that's great. Yeah, I was yeah. super surprised when you texted me that. Yeah. Well, um, so yeah, I, I texted this guy. I'm just like, are you by any chance like a big like My Chemical Romance? Fan? I was like, I don't even know how to answer that. Like, yeah. oh, you said, are you a big MCR fan? Yeah. Like, he mean My Chemical? Really? No, I was I, like, I, yeah. I, I I meant I meant the MC5. Like, yeah. Kick out the well, that's house. what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like, did you did you mean that instead? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, this was really they were very much like an emo pop punk band, uh, yeah. and this was them kind of trying to have like their queen moment like they really especially the title track is like they're they that's like their version of bohemian rhapsody or like what they try to see that like like the album like itself pulls like the beginning pulls a lot from the wall yeah um no they like they've said that like queen is their biggest influence i think that really like or one of their biggest influences that's really odd because like i just don't see that i mean i but I see it a little bit on some of the tracks. Overall, I wouldn't like. I think for me, Black Parade, it's very much like they're trying to make a Bohemian rap, like especially in the structure and whatnot. I mean, they obviously take their own spin on it. Yeah, and it becomes kind of a. I think a verse maybe chorus that's. For- I, I I think when I think of Queen, I think of like those like multi layered harmonic vocals yeah. and you know that type of grandiose sound, which it does show up in Black Parade a little yeah. bit. But like I think it's like the pop, the the pop punk edge that sort of throws me off. That I'm like Queen. Yeah, really? they. Like, it's it's kind of. Uh, whenever you, you talk to, those like the alternative press or like those kind of outlets, interview those guys. It's interesting how, a lot of their influences are like pretty. Pretty like traditional Th- like that's they... actually the case for like a lot of like a lot of metal bands actually yeah. like, like if you like like i remember um watch, watching uh neural at uh amoeba and yeah. he was just like picking out like you know like king diamond and yeah. like you know like all this old school metal it's really weird that it's like i i think it's like this generation of metal that's like they're finally bands who are listening to older like yeah, more extreme metal really interesting yeah because like before like you know like someone like death like the most thing like the most extreme thing they listened to was like venom because that was like the only thing out yeah, there exactly so. or they would talk about like you know they like blue cheer or whatever or yeah like, oh, yeah like, like a, cre- I, a cream record or whatever. i always found that really weird just like 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 some of those bands that they, they would come from like those because like I, I just didn't hear those sounds like i i, I never really could hear the connection between the two. Yeah. It's it's more obvious sometimes than, than with other bands. Sure. But absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to be our episode today. Yeah. We, thanks um, for uh, listening to our, our rants about what we got. Yeah. And, uh, and um, I, I'm thinking because we both have things coming up this weekend, we're probably going to be coming up with an episode on, uh, so a week from tomorrow as opposed to Sunday. So yeah. for anybody for that one person listening, <laughs> uh, just letting you know. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. Bye.